Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite team. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Okay, appreciate you tuning in tonight. Of course, 630 Shed, the play-by-play home of the Edmonton Elks and the Edmonton Oilers. Elks game coming up on Saturday, and we have Oilers preseason games. My goodness, is it two months today? It's not too far away. Uh, what's the date again? Well, two months yesterday. Jets and Oilers, and then uh, Jets and Oilers again on uh, Monday, September 25th. So uh, I know a lot of people are counting down to hockey season already, and including this guy who's uh, one of the busiest guys I know, Stu McDonald, President and Chief Revenue Officer for Oilers Entertainment Group. Stu, it's Reed. How are you doing? Hey, I'm great. Great hearing from you. Great talking to you as well. Thanks for uh, hopping on the show. I, I, I know you are busy. I, you probably try to get time off at some point, so I hope I'm not taking you away from anything too leisurely. Uh, not at all. Hey, I don't know if you saw this. Kind of uh, sad today. Rocky Wirtz has passed away, the owner of the Blackhawks. I, I just saw that. I was leaving, leaving the office, and I, I haven't heard anything. I was actually at league meetings last week, um, and uh, another member of the Wirtz family was represented there, so uh, I haven't heard any background on it, but definitely a sad day for them. Yeah, they did say a brief illness, so obviously now it kind of explains why he wouldn't have been at those meetings. So, yeah, pretty significant news there. Okay, so when... I mean, you have a job, and I know to you it's your life. You're probably thinking, oh, Reed, don't ask me about myself. But, like, you have a job that's that's pretty neat. You're the president of Oilers Entertainment Group. So when you go to a league meeting and there's other people with your titles, uh, I mean, we kind of hear a lot about the rules meetings and the GMs and stuff like that. Can you give us any insight? There's probably some intel you can't disclose. But what are the what are the presidents of the organizations kind of talk about? Well, we had when we were down, so uh, once a year, the color – the majority of the league's business staff get together. So each team sends probably 15 to 25 staff members uh, covering a wide variety of areas from ticket sales, the sponsorship to um, community foundations. And it's really a chance for all the teams to, you know, hear from some outside experts, but the the big value is just sharing, you know, best market practices from around the league and, and trying to pick up something that may work in with your team that some other club has done and had some success with and so there was about this this year's was in los angeles at uh, actually at crypto.com arena and and uh, la live and we had uh, i think it was close to 1200 attendees at it between the club and league personnel and uh, so generally the the sessions are spread uh, amongst a variety of topics uh, it's about two full days and staff can kind of pop in and out of uh, different session about about on the hour uh, but then we went down the the team presidents went down a day early and uh, and met on uh, actually the first half of the day. The Canadian team presidents got together, kind of ad hoc, and we just uh, sat around the table and discussed a variety of issues, everything from scheduling to um, to ticket sales to um, org charts for the team, just comparing on how it was from from Vancouver through to Montreal, and uh, it just it really a good chance to get caught up and and. Uh, share a little bit about what's going on with each market. In the afternoon, the presidents of all the all 32 clubs got together, which is a little bit more of the league doing updates. Um, everything from where broadcast is, uh, the U.S. going through a bit of a challenge with their regional sports 
Sportsnet broadcast right now. So updates on that to what's going on from um, uh, more community-related issues for the teams to reporting structures and and uh, and reports that the league's issued. So it's a, really a chance for us as a, a bit of a catch-all. I'd say probably equal value on what we get out of the meetings as to just getting a chance to reconnect in person with a lot of your friends and acquaintances around the league. Yeah, I, I find that really interesting because I don't have a, a business type of mind at all. So I, I, the people who do, I, I find really interesting to to talk to. I am I'm, I'm going to throw one at you here, and, and I'm wondering uh, because I, I feel like with without having all the numbers in front of me, you you guys the last two or three years, I guess not that shortened season, but a, a few more home matinees on the weekend, certainly on the road, you don't control that. Um, it's as you know what the schedule is like. Well, some people like seven o'clock games, seven thirty, eight. You know, like you, you hear it from everybody. Has there been? Is that a push from OEG to have a few more home games in the afternoon, or do you just kind of have to deal with whatever the NHL gives you? No, for the most part, um, most issues related to club's home schedule, both day of the week, time of the year, and time of day will relate to the television broadcasts, uh, both national and regional on both sides of the border. That, that's by far the biggest driver. Um, and you've seen that evolve over the years as more and more games are in national windows as more and more, pretty much every game is broadcast regionally one way or another now. It's just kind of how you end up, uh, most clubs you can almost depend on your schedule plus or minus be it about six games every day of the week from Sunday through Saturday uh, and then there's a little bit of ebb and flow depending on what your building availability is or when teams are traveling on the road um, but even for start time so the the Saturday ones where you know, we have 22 games that are carried nationally by the league so you know the, the ones that be a hockey night in Canada or a, or a Monday night game or a Wednesday night game on Rogers uh, and then we have 60 that are our regional ones and because Rogers is the national carrier and our regional the, the broadcasts look a lot similar so it's tough to distinguish um, but there's a there's a maximum amount of games we can play on evenings on Saturdays in that national window so if we're playing if we're scheduled for more those tend to default have to default to a regional broadcast which means the game has to be done by about four o'clock so that's where you'll see a few two o'clock starts at home for us on Saturdays usually not too many and then on road games you know I think I always think Philadelphia it always seems we're playing at 11 30 in the morning when we right. play the Flyers on a weekend and so that count as a regional broadcast again so a lot of it has to do with the math of national and regional shares for all the clubs the league has to manage that um, and then within that you're you're working not only on yours but the the other clubs uh, regional uh, schedule as well so uh, it's say the vast majority of uh, any uh, wins that fan their fans see out of the schedule or any challenges they see out of the schedule usually for the most part uh, driven by uh, national national and regional TV rights yeah. uh, most of the clubs like for certainly for the Canadian teams you know NHL dates are the priority for the arena so that's not usually a challenge and, and for most of the part of the u.s ones as well uh, there's a few where you know like the the leafs and raptors or the rangers and knicks where you're sharing the building with nba is a little bit more challenging but for for the most part the rest of the the nhl clubs have priority on building dates so it becomes a little bit more of a broadcast issue yeah well, thanks for emphasizing it's the uh, the TV people that yeah. manipulate the start times. That's, right. that's, what I, that's what I always say when people ask me. Well, Chad's not picking the start times. Don't get mad at us. But <laughs> all joking aside. Uh, and, and I also feel, 
ESPN and TNT have been more willing to show Canadian teams on their national broadcasts. How big is that to get that Oilers logo uh, into the States? Yeah, it's, it's uh, certainly it's a good, you know, it's a point of pride for all of us as Oilers fans to get more of our games, you know, on across North America and, and uh, one expose, you know, the exciting brand of hockey the team plays to, to more fans, especially in the U.S. And, and, uh, and, and you know, even with that for a, a chance for us to, to, to show off who we are um, and certainly there's a lot of demand you know with Connor and Leon and Drew to see them as individual stars there's demand from that on the US side as well when when ESPN and TNT are building out their schedule so i think they're they those two are probably related a little bit as the the bigger the bigger chunk of national television that's now going uh, to, to TNT and ESPN and the, the newer agreements, which were just signed a little over a year ago on the U.S. side, and the continued improvement of the Oilers and the, and the ex, uh, continued expansion of the exposure that, that Connor and Leon achieve as individuals and the demand to want to see them play more. Stu McDonald joining us at Inside Sports, president of OEG. All right couple other things here the the power pack lineup was announced yesterday so fans can uh, sign up for a pre-sale opportunity so they can uh, jump in a little quicker there uh they, they go on sale friday august 11th but if you jump into the pre-sale you can start buying stuff on thursday august 10th i was looking at the power packs so you got a bunch of four gamers and there's some are some 11 gamers this year as well yeah we're taking um we, we've run mainly four game packs for i'm gonna say the last probably 10 plus years but we're going a little bit back into history we've got a, i'll say a very limited amount of the 11 game packs but it basically allowed us uh this year with 44 games with the outdoor game not being uh, a home game we're selling the national hockey league selling the game at commonwealth stadium so it's 44 games left and we thought geez, this is a great year to test to see if there's an appetite for our fans to to pick up a, either an upper or lower bowl seat on 11-game pack, which basically is taking the same seat, dividing it in four, over four different packs with a spread of generally you're getting a couple of games a month all the way through the season, a pretty balanced schedule of weekend and midweek games. Uh, and then, you know, AAA opponents coming in as part of that as well where it's balanced. So for, for someone looking to say, hey, I, about one or two of the four-game packs, this is kind of the next chance to, to, to grab that same seat for a larger number of games. And it was a couple of years ago we put split season seats on for the first time which is basically a half season seat so um 22 games this year that it, and again same seat with some season seat amenities to it um and we saw you know good uptake on that on interest from our fans so we thought hey this is we will kind of went from four to 22 as the options and then to full season seats so let's drop this in we'll learn a little bit this year and if there's if there's uh, an appetite for it from our fans we'll we'll for sure add even more next year all right so if people can go to your website they'll see the power pack link if they want to get in on the pre-sale and they can look at all the packs I, I was looking at that obviously there's a lot of fun options for for uh, for people to pick uh, to see which of the four or the 11 games they want to go to I will also tell people I know this is more on the community foundation side of things Sue but uh, 50-50 applications are open for registered charities so that's also through the website uh, they have until October to apply but I mean this and I know you and I have talked about this before it is still eye-popping mind-boggling. I mean, you have players who are involved in the game saying, like, 
they look at the scoreboard and they're like, seriously, that's the 50-50? Like, that's how amazing it's been. Yeah. I guess I should have led uh, when you were talking about the league meetings last week. What's <laughs> the most popular question? It's like, seriously, is that real? The you, <laughs> your foundation gives away in 50-50 pricing? Like it, it's certainly legendary across the National Hockey League. There's no question. All right, so that's another cool thing. Hey, uh, lighter note as well. Uh, I saw Connor Brown was in the building yesterday. Did you get to meet him? <laughs> no, I didn't. I was uh, back from the league meetings and kind of head down at the desk all day. But I know, again, another one, um, lots of positive response from our fans. And I, I think, you know, with, with him joining and his message, you know, and his belief that, you know, Connor's going to raise a piece of silverware at some point over his head and, and uh, Connor Brown's belief that that's sooner rather than later, I think that's got our, our, our fans even more optimistic uh, of what could potentially happen in the 23-24 season. And we saw that um, shortly after he was signed. We had a bit of a bump in season seat sales. We sold another couple. We had a strong spring during the playoffs and new season seat sales, but we sold another couple hundred after free agency. And uh, I think you can just you can see it not wanting to get too far ahead of ourselves or set the bar too high um, on what's a reasonable season, although Connor and Leon and Zach seem to do that for us uh, at the end of the season. But I think people are, you know, our fans are just getting excited as we're edging close and closer to, to hopefully return in Stanley to oil country in some time in the not too distant future. Yeah, which would be uh, incredible for sure. I, I should ask you. I'm sorry for keeping you for so long. Yeah, still. no, I, I always my have pleasure. Fun. Uh, we we and this is a this is an evergreen topic for us. This always comes up whenever we do an interview, and people love it uh, to the point that I think sometimes you and I are like, wow, they really love it. Uh, jerseys. Uh, mm-hmm. Is there going to be a Heritage Classic jersey, and then what's the regular kits going to be this season? So the regulars will be uh, similar to what we wore or the same as we wore, new version of it, uh, fresh uniforms, but same as we wore uh, last season. So we'll have a, a combination of the traditional blue and orange jersey, um, the third jersey that our, our fans saw. And then uh, you can ask me a little bit more on uh, will there be a special jersey for the outdoor game, which traditionally there is. But you can ask me a little bit more on that, maybe say six each down the road okay well that's that's a fair response and i was kind of expecting you might <laughs> you might tell me i gotta wait a little bit but uh but yeah usually that that's what they do all right before i let you go did i miss anything important that you need to get out there tonight no uh i miss seeing you in person pre and post game so i'm looking forward to a few weeks rolling by so we can get back doing that in studio 99 again but uh no just uh, great connecting and and uh as as crazy it seems we're we're probably more than halfway between our last game and our next game which is uh, exciting that the season's coming and hoping our fans are enjoying a nice break in in uh, summertime and that we're all going to be together for an even longer period of time uh, next season and next spring yeah well said okay Stu thanks a lot for hopping on really appreciate the uh, the info and the updates and uh, yeah enjoy the rest of your summer we'll see you soon thanks Reed. great connecting that is Stu McDonald, President and Chief Revenue Officer for Oilers Entertainment Group. Some uh, good insight there, what he's talking about at those uh, big league meetings with all the, the business side, all the all the business people. What do you say? Over 1,200 people from around the league were there. So that's pretty amazing. And uh, they're selling these power, pla- power packs. So you can go to the Oilers website now and get in on the pre-sale for uh, August 10th, which is pretty cool. And uh, there you go. The, the, the uh, special jerseys for the Heritage Classic. 
he said, ask me again in about six weeks. <laughs> so there's uh, something to remember. I know there's been a lot of speculation about what those might look like. Okay, that was Stu McDonald from OEG. 780-496-0063, of course, is our number. Paul Suris coming up. Uh, speaking of events in uh, Ice District near Rogers Place, the big 3X3 is there starting on Friday. All coming up. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Okay. It is uh, 6 a.m. tomorrow, by the way, for Canada and Ireland at the Women's World Cup. 6 a.m. Mountain for that one. I'm sure some of you have plans to get up and watch. That's going to be cool. Canada with that uh, scoreless game last week against Nigeria. Nil-nil I guess is the proper terminology. 780-496-0063. Kellen, hit me with a couple if you can. Big bold Tyler texting in says, hey guys great show. I mentioned a Punjabi broadcast to a co-worker and he was really excited. He says he'll be tuned in Saturday to catch a win in his native language. Oh, neat. Okay. Also goes on to add, Serezna was great, well-spoken, and optimistic about the season despite the start. Well, and that's the thing. The, the players who are involved in it, they they got to be optimistic. I mean, it's one thing for uh, us to come on and, and lament, and I, I know I've sounded pretty hopeless at times, but the players really do have to be like, okay, on to the next game. Mm-hmm, for sure. And then we got an unknown text coming in that says, uh, what was this? Oh, here we go. Uh, Taylor Cornelius, if the wins don't uh, start coming soon, is he potentially trade bait towards the end of the season for the Elks to offload assets? No, I don't think so. I don't know. Again, just I hate to sound negative. Who is looking at Cornelius thinking this guy is who we need for depth? I don't think he's played well enough. Uh, send, uh, was it Big Bald Tyler? The Big previous one? Bald Tyler. Uh, yes. get, get him a t shirt as well. Get him a Cantham t shirt if you can. Okie dokie. All right, 780-496-0063. We'll talk a little hoops. Big event coming downtown. I love going to it. It's Inside Sports on Chen. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.